Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is the Reading Women Podcast, where we are reclaiming half the bookshelf by talking about books by or about women, and this is episode 14, our new books preview for 2017. Welcome back, Autumn. Welcome back, Kendra. I feel like it's forever since we've recorded. Well, it has been over a month, so... There's been much holidaying since then. I know, much recovering from the holidaying. I've slept so much in the last couple of days. Oh my goodness. Yeah, not exactly, but you know, we'll go with it on my end. Uh, Did you get a lot of reading done? Not as much as I wanted to, unfortunately, but I did finish an audiobook already this year, so I feel kind of proud of that. It's impressive. Thanks. I feel good about it. Gold star. Gold star for Autumn. Yay! As an overview, I guess, of this episode, we are going to talk about a little bit of news, and then we're going to just talk about new books in 2017. Uh, yeah. There's so many good books coming out. Yeah. When I set my Goodreads, what is it? like? What is it called? Your reading goal for the year? Is something that what they like call that. it? Goodreads goal, something like that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, oh my goodness, because uh, I'd already been doing research for this podcast, and I thought, oh man, there's so many good books coming out this year, I better up my reading goals so I can fit them all in. Yeah, I, I counted them up, and just for the first three months, I have 40 on my watch list. It's insane, but I feel like books are getting better and better. I don't know if they're getting better and better, or we just are aware that they exist now. This is true. Fair point. Fair point. Point taken. I will take that. Because we're, we're kind of now like in the deep end of the whole thing. I will say that, that the guy who is the librarian at my local library, I think he and I are going to become really good friends in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's like the ILL guy at, at my library. You know, library alone. Yeah. Uh, he and I have a first name basis. He knows Dylan. Dylan's a big fan. He goes and visits him. Well, my librarian and I are not quite there yet, but give it a couple weeks and I will report on who he is. No worries. <laughs> Send a picture of Margot and Agnes with your librarian. Oh my goodness, Margot and Agnes. But I think we were talking about 2017 books. Where were right. we? And news. We were at the oh, news. Oh, news. That's true. That's true. Okay, do I get to do news this time? Yes. I'm so excited. It's all about you. I'm so excited. It's like the autumn show again. Yay! So this article is from NPR, and we will link it in our show notes. And it was actually sent to us by our number one fan, Jay. And he emailed it to me a couple weeks ago, and I read it, and I was like, I have to share this on the podcast. And usually our articles are about, our news section is about upcoming releases or awards, but since this is the very beginning of the year, I thought this might be a good way to start the year with a fun article. So, Kendra, did you know that Emily Dickinson was a really good baker? What? Yeah, like, apparently what she was known for, more than her poems, was for her cakes that she would make. And... (laughs) I know, it's super crazy. But so this article is a, I guess a sub-article? I don't know what the correct terminology is. But the Kitchen Sisters, who have a radio show and a podcast, did this episode about Emily Dickinson and how she 
like even though she didn't have a job, she stayed at home and she baked these amazing cakes. And then a lot of her poems that she would write, she would write on the back of flower packaging and like different packaging that she would use while she was baking her different cakes and pastries and stuff. Isn't that crazy? That that is crazy. It's super crazy. Of all the people to be bakers, she would not be number one on my list. No, I really would not have guessed it. And so this article is really cool because it actually gives ingredients for some of her recipes and <laughs> breaks herself. This one recipe called a black cake, it had 19 eggs, five pounds of raisins, two pounds of currants, and two pounds of butter. Two pounds of butter? It weighs 19 pounds. Like, that weighs more than my cats. Who eat that? Who, who eats that? I don't know. I have no idea. But I just thought it was really cool because here we have this really super progressive woman who also bakes cakes. And I just think that's amazing. Good for her. Way to go, Emily Dickinson. I <laughs> so now we know why she like secluded herself in her house. Yeah, She's and baking like, the entire time. Yeah, apparently that's what she would do. She'd like bake cakes and then go upstairs and write poems. The Great and- British Bake Off for literary lovers. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So <laughs> that's true. I can see her now. You can see like all these dead authors like in the tent. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. I would love to watch. I would watch that show. I would totally watch that show. The Great British Literary Bake Off. BBC, if you're listening, this is your new bestseller or whatever. Yes, please. Anyway, but yeah, so in addition to being a really cool writer, the article also cites that in two years she wrote 700 poems. Can you believe that? 700 poems. And she's also <laughs> a like an amazing baker so there you go emily dickinson prolific poet and baker everyone needs a hobby hey you know writers are people too you know really not sure no they really are i promise they're people too so yeah so that's the news oh that's the news that's all the news that is news for right now at least right now we will have more we will have more soon because we're heading into the second wave of awards my favorite time of year. Yes. It's very, aside from the fall releases, this is the best time to be alive. I'm so excited. We will, we will get there. We'll talk about the costas later too, I think. But we will just do a giant awards wrap up. But that is in the future. So we are going to talk about new releases now, I think. I'm so yeah. excited. My bookshelves are not excited, but I am so excited. There's there are so many fantastic books coming out. So we are going to cover um I believe four each. That's and, the goal. And then we have more, so we'll keep talking about new books with each each month like we normally do, but uh this is just an overview so you can put them in your little calendars and put them on your TBRs and pre-order or whatever you want to do. Well, and I think January is a good time to do this because I've been sorting through my library and trying to figure out, like, making reading lists for what I want to read this year. And if you're doing a reading challenge, whether it's on Litzy or Goodreads or whatever, 
January is just a really good time to figure out, okay, what did I read last year and what do I want to read this year? So this is a perfect time, I think, to kind of give a high overview of what books are coming out so you can keep tabs on them. Yeah, I definitely think so. And there are some big names this year and the second half of the year, like <clears throat> Jasmine Ward. Jasmine Ward. Swoon. Uh, Celeste Ng. Celeste Ng. We will, we will get there in June. We'll have another preview show, but this is the first half of the year. So the usual caveats for this are, these are U.S. publishers and publishing dates. The dates are also subject to change. And thirdly, we um, have not read any of these books. So nope. we can't technically recommend them, but we are recommending that you read them. You add them to the TBR. Yeah, and some of these have already come out in the UK or people have already gotten advanced copies of them and have already started to review them and talk about them. So these are books that have buzz and we hope to, as soon as possible, get our hands on them. So so what's the first book we're talking about? Okay, first we have Roxanne's Gay's short story collection, Difficult Women by Grove and... This book is about, well, difficult women and the events that made them who they are, and particularly women of color as they move through society and they face difficult situations. For, for example, there is um, oh, how a woman deals with sexual violence, so there are trigger warnings in this book. But as usual, Roxane Gay does, uh, from all of the reviews, a fantastic job of portraying women in society and the difficulties that they face and how they deal with it and how a lot of times being a strong woman means that you're not just this sweet, you know, lovely little person, but you actually have a spine and a backbone and you might have to do difficult things or be a difficult woman. Super excited. This actually came out on January, as I said, January 3rd. So it's already out. So you can get your hands on it like right now. Which is exciting because I, I, we posted about this on our Instagram a couple of days ago. And at the time, I don't believe it was released yet. Right. It was a it was a new release. It was our countdown of the new year. Which was exciting. Yes. Yes. Doing a book countdown on Twitter. And we did a, an extended one on Instagram. Doesn't she also have another book coming out this year? She does. She has Hunger, which is her memoir that was pushed back from last year. It was pushed to this year so that she could edit it and uh, polish it up a bit more. Um, that's Hunger, and it's her memoir. And if you don't know... Roxane Gay was a victim of um, a violent crime when she was, I think, junior high or high school, which is why she is such a excellent voice uh, against, you know, violent crime, especially violent sexual crimes against women, because she experienced it. So that one is definitely going to be a tearjerker. Uh, so grab your tissues. She's really cool. I read her articles on The Guardian whenever I see them, and then I follow her on Twitter and She's just, she's so real. She you know? she is fantastic. And have have you followed her on Goodreads? No, I should do that. She actually uses it and regularly reviews books. That's how I found a few from last year. I just love how on Twitter she's like, hi, I'm a human person with human things and not a demigod. You know, <laughs> like, I just really appreciate that about her. So, yeah. yeah, I like her. And she's great on Snapchat, too. Is she on Snapchat? She is, yeah. She, uh, oh, brave swears world. At, <laughs> she swears at her trainer on Snapchat a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I'm 
I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but I'll stick with Twitter and Goodreads for now. I'll go as far as Goodreads. How's that? Small steps. Small steps into obsession. Okay, baby steps. Baby steps. Okay. Um, and that is Difficult Women by Roxanne Gay. All right. Well, then the book that I am exorbitantly excited about, and it comes out on January 10th, which is at the time of this record, well, it'll already be out by the time this podcast release, is The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden, which is a fiction work being published by Random House. And the publishing blurb is really long, so let me just read a short part of it because, oh my goodness. The blurb says, At the edge of the Russian wilderness, winter lasts most of the year, and the snowdrifts grow taller than houses. But Vasilisa doesn't mind. She spends the winter nights huddled around the embers of a fire with her beloved siblings listening to her nurse's fairy tales. Above all, she loves the chilling story of Frost, the blue-eyed winter demon who appears in the frigid night to claim unwary souls. Wise Russians fear him, her nurse says, and honor the spirits of house and yard and forest that protect their homes from evil. So basically, the story is about a girl who her mother dies. It's set in Russia. This girl, her mother dies, and uh, her father moves to Moscow, marries a new woman, and so um, she kind of has to come to grips with what's happening some of the blurbs that I've read have compared it to the Night Circus, which if you've listened to any of our podcast episodes, you know that we are huge, 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 huge fans of the Night Circus. Um, it's set in Russia, which I'm a huge fan of Russian literature. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited about this one. Oh my goodness. It reminds me of the Snow Child. Yes, yes. It's like a Russian Snow Child, but apparently it has elements of magical realism. Yeah. I'm hoping it's more of what I expected. Oh, what was that book we read by Maria Silva? Oh. Oh, Little uh. Nothing. I'm hoping it's what I wanted Little Nothing to be, but it wasn't. Because I love books with a touch of magic to them and Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this book. Just breathe. You think you're okay? Yeah. Should we I talk about the covers at all? Should we okay, ignore that? Okay, so the U.S. <laughs> cover is really lame. Can we be honest? It's a cabin in the woods. Lame. The U.K. cover is beautiful and stunning, and I think I'm going to buy the U.K. edition just because the cover is killer. It is on our Instagram page if you want to go look at it because I was like, this is the book cover I want to post about. It has a really high rating on Goodreads, 4.28, which is high for Goodreads. And that's just for advanced reader copies. And then apparently it's part of a series, which just, it's just hitting all the check marks for me. I know. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm very excited as well. We're going we're gonna to fight over this one. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I know we keep plugging Goodreads, but it's a magical fairyland. She, Catherine Arden, who wrote the novel, actually has answered some of people's questions on Goodreads, which is, I think, amazing. Ooh. Really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, bunch of five-star ratings. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, I know you already pre-ordered your copy, but I might I just did. have to go buy my copy 
as soon as we finish this. So that was The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden. It comes out January 10th. By the time this podcast launch launches, it should already be out at your local bookstore by Random House. Okay, so the next book that we have is straight in my wheelhouse, and that is Pachinko by Minjin Lee. And she has written this amazing book. And so I'm going to read you the first part of the blurb here uh, because it sounds astounding. And so it says, Pachinko follows one Korean family through the generations beginning the early 1900s Korea with Sunja, the prized daughter of a poor yet proud family whose unplanned pregnancy threatens to shame them all. Deserted by her lover, Sunja is saved when a young tubercular minister offers to marry and bring her to Japan. So begins a sweeping saga of an exceptional family in exile from its homeland and caught in the indifferent arc of history. I am so excited because it's a family saga novel. It goes over long period of time, so there are multiple generations. They struggle with identity and where they come from, and everything Kendra loves is in this book. It's like bark skins. It's an Asian bark skins with less trees. <laughs> well, and this is another one too that just has a fantabulous cover. Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. Oh it my goodness. Beautiful. We'll put all of these covers in the show notes because we've gushed about them too much not to. Oh my goodness. There's like I don't know what it is about this new generation of book cover designers, but they are killing it right now. Yeah. Um yes, but is this a time where we can say that this is the year of the Asian novel? Um, there are several coming out and memoirs, two memoirs, several novels that are big names. So I don't know. Well, let's, I'm just going to put a pin in that right now and say, I'm going to predict that this is a year of the Asian novel because so many good ones are coming out. And this one, oh, this one looks so good. It does. I cannot wait. If I didn't have a ton of other stuff I was supposed to be reading, I would be reading that right now. But it comes out February? Yeah. So that comes out February 7th by Grand Central Publishing. That is Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. So our next book is American Street by Ibi Zaboy, and it is a YA book coming out on February 14th. Is that Valentine's Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day by Harper Collins. And in addition to having a beautiful cover, like most of the books we're talking about, um, the publishing blurb says, On the corner of American Street and Joy Road, Fabiola Toussaint, thought she would finally find un belle vie, a good life. But after they leave Port-au-Prince, Haiti, Fabiola's mother is detained by U.S. immigration, leaving Fabiola to navigate her loud American cousin, Chantal, Donna, Princess, and the grittiness of Detroit's west side, a new school, and a surpassing, a surprising romance all on her own. Just as she finds her footing in this strange new world, a dangerous proposition presents itself, and Fabiola soon realizes that freedom comes at a cost. Trapped at the crossroads of an impossible choice, will she pay the price for the American dream? Hmm. This one sounds amazing to me. Haiti kind of got on my radar after the horrible hurricane that happened there. I'm really excited to hear these new voices coming out from this part of the world and just kind of calling into question, like, what is the American dream and what does it mean to different kinds of people? So, yeah, I think this one is going to be incredible. And it sounds like um, the whole The Dreamers, the whole American dream theme. 
Oh, it does, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah, and also sounds like The Hate You Give, which is another YA novel. Uh, We'll put that one in the show notes because on our list today. Please do. So Well, it already has a Publishers Weekly starred review, and a lot of the reviews on Goodreads already from the ARCs are amazing. It, it also has a very high, um, let's see what it is, 4.3 stars. So that's really high. Um, I think it's great that this is a YA novel. You know, minority voice, all, all things in its favor. Really excited about this one. If you need a date with a book on Valentine's Day, this is your pick. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Best kind of date. Pre-order it so it'll show up on your door the day. You know, that is the perfect Valentine's Day, and you just have some chocolate. You sit there with your fur child, read. Hey, there is nothing wrong with that. And considering that Josh just basically finalized his comps list, probably reading on Valentine's Day is in my future too. So, so that was American Street by Ibby the Boy. Coming out on February 14th. Also on February 14th is Tell Me Everything You Don't Remember, The Stroke That Changed My Life by Christine Hyung Glee. And that also comes from uh, HarperCollins. That wasn't actually an intentional coincidence, but how fun is that? Um, This is a memoir, um, and I'm going to read you a smidgen of the blurb here. Um, Christine woke up with a headache on New Year's Eve 2006. Uh, By that afternoon, she saw the world quite literally upside down. By New Year's Day, she was unable to form a coherent sentence. And so we learn that she's had a stroke. And then the rest of the book, she was processing her stroke and doing therapy for it. But she also ponders like her past, her like her childhood and her marriage and leading up to that. I saw this actually on Jung Yoon's Twitter. That's where I first heard about it. So if Jung Yoon is talking about it. Uh, then I want to read it, obviously, because we're huge fans. Because we love her. Exactly. Um, and this is actually really high up on my list. I would say The Bear and the Nightingale, and this would be in my top five. I'm not quite sure, but um, it hasn't actually been rated or reviewed very much because it seems pretty low on the radar for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I'm really excited to read memoirs. I love memoirs, so that's an amazing Asian-American voice that's coming up as well, so... This one sounds really good. Yeah, and there aren't a lot of books about, from the person's perspective, of people with, like, severe illnesses. You have, like, Paul Kalanithi, who had cancer. Which I did read, and it was heartbreaking. Uh, and uh. Oh, my goodness. But, like, I mean, because most of the time they either die or, you know, they get Alzheimer's and they can't move on. So this is a really unique perspective that I think more people should read. So that is Tell Me Everything You Don't Remember by Christine Hyung. Oak Lee that comes out on February 14th from HarperCollins. The next one we are talking about is Harmless Like You by Rowan Hisayo Buchanan. And it is a fiction coming out by W.W. Norton. And I have, I got an advanced copy of this one and have started it. And oh my goodness, I'm only at the time of this recording 20% into it, but it is amazing. <laughs> it is really incredible a little bit of the well I'm going to actually read the whole blurb since it's short written in startlingly beautiful prose harmless like you is set across New York Berlin Connecticut following the stories of Yuki Oyama a Japanese girl fighting to make it as an artist and Yuki's son Jay who as an adult in the present day is forced to confront his mother who abandoned him when he was only two years old 
Harmless Like You is an unforgettable novel about the complexities of identity, art, adolescent friendships, and familial bonds, offering a unique exploration of love, loneliness, and reconciliation. So in the part that I've read so far, we are introduced to the son, Jay, and he's estranged from his mother, and he's finally met her and is going to confront her about why she left him. But after that point, we go into a flashback where we kind of get her whole backstory and kind of what she went through to get to the point where she would actually give up a child. So, as I said, I'm only about 20% into it, but the prose, as the blurb says, is as beautiful as they say it is. Yeah, I'm really, I've been thinking, I've not been able to read it since the holidays, and I'm just like eager to get back into it because it just... It's just so beautifully written. I just want to just, like, sink myself into it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but wonderful things. It came out in the U.K. last year, in the summer, I think. And then it's coming out in the U.S. finally on February 28th. So if you want to go ahead and pre-order this one or get on your library list or whatever you have to do, like, go ahead. Because, I mean, it really is stunningly beautifully written. I was reading it. I was having my brakes checked. And I was reading it in the lobby while I was having my brakes checked. And oh my goodness, it is it made me forget I was in a car shop, so there you go. No better recommendation from Autumn Pro. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. And then um it's it's just great. I just I don't want to give away any plot details, but anyway, that is Harmless Like You by Rowan Hisayo Buchanan. And that is coming out February 28th by W.W. North. And that brings us to my last pick, which is Allegedly by Tiffany D. Jackson. And that is from Catherine Teagan Books. And that will come out on January 24th, uh, the end of this month. So when this podcast drops, it'll be very soon. And I'm going to read you part of this blurb because it is perfect. Whoever wrote this blurb, if you're listening to this person, whoever wrote the blurb, congratulations. Like, just, those are so hard to write. Anyway, okay, so here we go. Mary B. Addison killed a baby, allegedly. She didn't say much in the first interview with detectives, and the media filled in only blanks that mattered. A white baby had died while under the care of a church-going black woman and her nine-year-old daughter. The public convicted Mary, and the jury made it official. But did she do it? She wouldn't say. Mary survived six years in baby jail before being dumped in a group home. The house isn't really a home. No place where you fear for your life can be considered home. Home was Ted, who she meets on assignment at a nursing home. And it goes on and she talks about um, their really, her relationship with Ted and uh, their unborn child and what she's going to do with the baby. She's afraid they'll take away the baby. That is all I know. This book is about 400 pages, so... Um, that seems to be just the tip of the iceberg, uh, that basic information. So there actually has been a bit of buzz around this book on the back channels. I've seen it on a few different booktubers channels and stuff. So definitely check this one out. Go to your library, request it, whatever you have to do. Do all the things. because This book is going to be one you won't want to miss. I really want to read that. Like, I really want to read that. That sounds incredible. Doesn't it? It does. It sounds amazing, and I love the title. Like, how perfect is that title? Allegedly perfect. The cover basically perfect is so creepy. It looks like the girl from the ring. I totally want to read this book. Like, I I think it's I think it's perfect. It's beautiful. 
has super high reviews already. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like on NetGalley or something, so. Amazing. Yep, so that is allegedly by Tiffany D. Jackson, and that comes out January 24th from Catherine Teagan Books. My last pick for the books we're looking for for the first half of 2017, or really the first quarter of 2017, is the... The Mother of All Questions, Further Reports from the Feminist Revolutions by Rebecca Solnit and is coming out by Haymarket Books on March 14th. You probably know Rebecca Solnit from the other book she had published in 2014 called Men Explain Things to Me. And so this is a, would you call it a follow-up? It's sort of in the same vein. It's sort of like a second volume of criticism, like criti- like critical essays, maybe. So in the blurb, I'm going to read part of the, at least part of the blurb. Um, it says, in a timely and incisive follow-up to her national bestseller, Men Explain Things to Me, Rebecca Solnit offers sharp commentary on women who refuse to be silenced, misogynistic violence, the fragile masculinity of the literary canon, the gender binary, the recent history of rape jokes, and much more. In characteristic style, she makes this humor, keen analysis, and sharp insight in these 11 essays. I love a good essay collection. I really do. I don't read enough essays. One of the books that was the runner-up for the Reading a Women Award and that I recently finished, and by recently I mean in the last couple of months, was Girls and Sex, which was also a nonfiction, not essay collection, but anyway, sounds kind of similar in my mind. But yeah, so I this one sounds incredible. I didn't read Men Explain Things to Me, but it's been on my to-read list for forever and a day, so I probably should get around to that. Yeah, and they're short little collections. Like, this one's just 180 pages. So oh, that's tiny. It's like a, and they're, they come in, like, the um, We Should All Be feminist size books. Ah, oh, you know what? You all have heard me complain about my library, but my library's so slow. I can't buy all the books in the world, even though I want to. But while exactly while we were talking about this, I'm going to try to save it for my library because I really want to read it. So yeah, so this is a nonfiction essay collection coming out on March 15th. And it is The Mother of All Questions, Further Reports from the Feminist Revolutions by Rebecca Solnit. And I am literally reserving it from the library right now. (laughs) Our enthusiasm is genuine, if nothing else. <laughs> it is genuine. This is not a scripted podcast. Definitely so. not. We have guidelines, <laughs> signposts. You should be here at this point. If not, turn around. <laughs> or keep going and see where it ends up. Anyway. How the sausage is made. That is all the new books that we have. Um, we For now. For now. That was pretty much just January and February, to be honest. So... Uh, we will be talking about them more as the month goes on. Well, and before we move on to other news, um, we we do try on our social media pages to post content and updates that we can't get to in the podcast. And so keep an eye out on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, because as new books are announced and released, we will post about them as best as we can and keep you informed on that because there are just too many good ones coming out to fit in 
a podcast of this length. And we post about book mail and fun things and spontaneous things. and. But if you want cat or corgi photos, you'll have to follow our personal accounts. But Exactly. News. We have more news. We have podcast news. Yay! This is so exciting! Okay, so first up, we have a new newsletter, and you can sign up on our Facebook page or on our website, and we are going to start that newsletter in February, and it will have fun, exclusive content, possibly animal for children photos, and also new books, and exclusive like content based, like our um, the Meet the Authors posts and the wrap-up posts of additional titles for further reading for the super velocity readers um, will all be in the newsletter and possibly new things that we don't even know yet because it is a work in progress this is true we hope to have things like downloads and like exclusive downloads and things like that in the future too but that will happen eventually <laughs> and you will not know it happens unless you subscribe exactly exactly so yeah, you can subscribe on our website, on our Facebook page. Um, if you can't find either of those, you can email us directly. I don't know. It'll be magical. It'll be like a unicorn. I love unicorns. They're, they're magical. I love unicorns. They- Some other exciting news we have is we have completely revamped our website. And I'm excited about this because I've put a lot of work into it. Um, hopefully it's easier to find our show notes and our episode downloads and if you're interested in advertising or if you're interested in finding out more about who we are and what we do it is all there in one place and you can subscribe to our newsletter you can send us questions comments we have a stream from our instagram page all kinds of fun stuff yeah so that's ready for you um we also have our blog on there which we will be posting um, fun articles and stuff from time to time, just all kinds of good stuff going on on our brand new website, and that is the readingwomenpodcast.com. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. At least I think so. <laughs> so yeah, that is it. That is that is our January podcast. Yeah, and sure, there's only one this month, but believe us, we have been reading so much over the last couple of days. So come February. We will have lots of fun books read and ready to just jump into this year, both feet. We are going to be reading middle reader books. So that is fourth to sixth grade-ish. So like, think Little House on the Prairie age. We aren't reading those books, but... No, we are not reading Little House (laughs) on the Prairie. (laughs) But we are reading uh, more updated uh, contemporary versions of things and we are really excited this is one of my favorite genres super excited to share those and that will be out on february 1st very exciting so definitely stay tuned and we have some good 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 stuff coming out which we may or may not promo through our newsletter so stay tuned oh yeah stay tuned. i, I see what you I did there yep. yeah so that's it so in the meanwhile until our we get back on track in February. You can find me, Autumn Privet, on Twitter, Instagram, and Litzy at Autumn Privet. And you can find Kendra at KD Winchester Diaz and Dylan on Twitter and Instagram. And Litzy, you can also find Dylan at The Book Corgi. And we will be on our new website and on Instagram and all sorts of places at The Reading Women. And if you listen to our podcast and at least appreciate what we do, please don't forget to rate us and 
iTunes or Stitcher. It really does help us out, helps other people find our podcasts and get great book recommendations for the upcoming year. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye.